Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Chapter 6 of Isaiah is pivotal. It sets the trajectory for the whole book. It's where Isaiah sees God and he's been put to work. So his first message uh, is to go to say to these people, keep listening but do not understand, keep looking but do not perceive. Right? Make the minds of these people dull, deafen their ears and blind their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their minds and turn back and be healed. So this is, uh, this is something that's given in Isaiah 6, and we saw it in the Gospel of Matthew regarding the Pharisees. Now, the first individual message is to uh, King Ahaz, the son of, uh, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Okay, so Uzziah was a great king, beloved king, and he had just died. In the, all the devastation, all the ruins, this is where God talks to the prophet Isaiah. And this first message is now to Ahaz. Okay, so we've got multiple kings to whom uh, Isaiah will talk. He's going to talk to Hezekiah. He's going to talk to Ahaz. He's going to speak with multiple kings of Judah. And here is our first message to a king. This took place during the reign of King Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, Aram's King Rezin and Israel's King Pekah, son of Ramalia, went to fight against Jerusalem, but they were not able to conquer it. When it became known to the house of David that Aram had occupied Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz, and the hearts of his people trembled like the trees of a forest shaking in the wind. The Lord said to Isaiah, Go out with your son, Shear Jashub. Okay? Shear Jashub means a remnant will return. Okay? You saw God do this with the prophet Hosea as well. The names of his children were a part of his prophetic ministry. So he says, go out with your son, Shear Jashub, which means a remnant will return, to meet Ahaz at the end of the conduit of the upper pool by the road uh, to the launderer's field. Say to him, calm down and be quiet. Don't be afraid or cowardly because of these two smoldering sticks, the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and the son of Ramalia. For Aram, along with the frame and the son of Ramalia, has plotted harm against you. They say, let us go up against Judah terrorize it and conquer it for ourselves. Then we can install Tabil's son as king in it. This is what the Lord God says. It will not happen. It will not occur. Now they've got this plan to, uh, they've got this plan to usurp, to go in and uh, take over Judah. But God's already declared that's not going to happen. The chief of Aram is Damascus. The chief city of Damascus is Rezin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The chief of Ephraim is Samaria, and the chief city of Samaria is the son of Ramalia. If you do not stand firm in your faith, then you will not stand at all. Come on, man. That preaches right there. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. But guess what? Chapter 7 is not done yet. You're about to get a glimpse of the Messiah. Look at this. Verse 10, Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. It can be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. Whoa! That's amazing. This is really great for King Ahaz, but he blows it. I mean, he's been given the opportunity of a lifetime. Imagine God saying, Look, ask me for something high as heaven, deep as Sheol, okay? No matter what's in between. But Ahaz replied, I will not ask, I will not test the Lord. Isaiah said, listen, house of David, is it not enough for you to try the patience of men? Why do you also try the patience of my God? 
Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. That's Isaiah 7:14. So Ahaz blew it. He had the chance to ask God for anything as high as heaven or as deep as Old uh, in the Old Testament, effectively what was like hell. But instead, he kind of humility signals, I guess you'd call it. And then uh, Isaiah's had enough of it. Like, why are you trying the patience of God? So since you're not asking for, since you're not asking for, uh, you're not asking for a sign, I'm just going to give you a sign. That sign is a virgin, okay, the Hebrew word Alma, which could also mean young woman, but it's very clear in the Gospel of Matthew, she's not had sexual relations with Joseph until after Jesus was born. She's a virgin. She gives birth to a child. He's named Emmanuel. Could not be a more clear link to the Gospels. By the time he learns to reject what is bad and choose what is good, he will be eating curds and honey. For before the boy knows to reject what is bad and choose what is good, the land of the two kings you dread will be abandoned. The Lord will bring on you, your people, and your father's house such a time as has never been since Ephraim separated from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. Right, so Ahaz is worried about these two guys, but Isaiah is saying they're not going to be the problem. You need to watch out for Assyria. On that day, the Lord will whistle to the flies at the farthest streams of the Nile and to the bees in the land of Assyria. All of them will come and settle in the steep ravines and the clefts of the rocks and the thorn bushes and in all the water holes. On that day, the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, to shave the hair on your heads, the hair on your legs, and even your beards. Okay, watch this. Their, their capital is Nineveh. Think, I mean, look at how, how far they've fallen since, uh, you know, uh, look, look, look at how, how far they've, they've fallen in your estimation or how better you, uh, you appreciate and understand the, the, the ministry of Jonah to this place. You can see why Jonah didn't want to be a part of it. Um, they were, their capital was Nineveh. Their ruler, I believe he's referring here to Sennacherib. And uh, Sennacherib or Sennacherib is going to show up later in the text. And so here Isaiah is calling it out before it happens. On that day, the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, to shave the hair on your heads, the hair on your legs, and even your beards. On that day, a man will raise a young cow and two sheep and from the abundant milk they give, he will eat curds. For every survivor in the land will eat curds and honey. And on that day, every place where there were a thousand vines worth a thousand pieces of silver will become thorns and briars. A man will go there with bow and arrows because the whole land will be thorns and briars. You will not go to all the hills that were once tilled with a hoe for fear of the thorns and briars. Those hills will be places for oxen to graze and sheep to trample. So the king was worried about something totally irrelevant. He was worried about these guys from Jerusalem trying to come in and take over Judah. Instead, what he needed to watch out for was incoming Assyria. These two kings, to be sure, did say, we're going to go in and usurp Judah. Right? They, they did make that proclamation, but it was as good as failed because in verse 7, the Lord God says, it will not happen, it will not occur. So he was... He was scared, uh, he was scared of Rezin and Aram, but what he should have been aware of instead was Assyria. Are we worried about the complete wrong thing? Are you 
worried about resin and Aram, and you're, you're thinking like, oh, they're going to come in, they're going to usurp, they're going to take my authority, they're going to they're going to ruin my life, this is going to ruin me financially, it's going to ruin my reputation. But the truth is, this other thing that you're not looking at, this is what God's trying to draw your attention to. That was the case for Ahaz, king of Judah. This is how God ministered to Ahaz. And I'm amazed that Ahaz squandering of the opportunity, but I'm internally grateful for God's seizing of the moment to give such a crystal clear prophecy about Jesus. It amazes me. So look, you didn't have the guts, the wherewithal to ask for a sign, so here's the sign that'll be given to you. A virgin, okay, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. It's God with us. That's Isaiah 7:14. Even amidst the chaos of Sennacherib, the Assyrian invasion, the conflict between Jerusalem and Judah, and all of that, God's making a way. And that way, truth, that life, it's Jesus.